Hey everybody, how are y'all doing? I'm Michael, joined by Alex as always. Let's go. And this is Follow Through Plot Holes, a podcast about video game plot lines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. And this is part four and the final part of our little mini-series on Mega Man Battle Network. The game about, hey, what if your brother lived on the internet? <laughs> and also... An old man kept trying to basically end the world by taking over military satellites, but kept getting thwarted by fifth graders. The most Saturday morning anime possible uh, possible thing you can have on the Game Boy Advance. And later, Nintendo DS. Mm, it's true. Indeed it is. Now, if you want to listen to other parts, uh, you can definitely go to ftp.podbean.com to listen to the first three parts where we cover pretty much the entire series up to Mega Man Battle Networks 5 and 6, which we're covering today. But if you just want to hear about that nonsense, welcome. Get ready for a really, really stupid ride. <laughs> uh, as we kind of finish up this series, finally. Alex, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm excited to talk about Capcom doing what they do to their games, and Mega Man in particular, which is, <laughs> boy, this is popular. What if we just run it into the ground until people don't like it anymore? Yeah, right? The, the good news about this, about this one, is that there, mm. I mean, it is going to be run into the ground. That's yeah. unavoidable if you have six games come out in a five-year time span, and that's six mainline entries. That's not counting mm-hmm. the, all the spinoffs. <laughs> but at the same time, they are going to bring the series to a definitive end, while sales are still relatively high, or at least mm. profitable for the series. Once again, we're not going to get to the Mega Man Battle Network 3 levels of popular, or Mega Man Battle Network 4 levels of popularity of having over a million sales, but... right. This will still definitely be profitable. And then they'll go, hey, you know what? That's all right. That's enough. We can stop it here. Now, the bad news is because they're going to want to create an entirely new series that's going to be a sequel to this called Mega Man Star Force exclusively for the Nintendo DS. So the, mm. you know, they're going to keep going just in a different direction. Yeah, that that one's not going to go over as well. Oh, no, it's going to be terrible, as it turns out. (laughs) No one talks about Star Force anymore. Nobody talks about Star Force anymore. In fact, it's going to be so not talked about that we're not going to even be continuing past this point to talk about Star Force. Oh, God. And then they're they're just going to throw ZX out there and be like, here, I guess, no more Mega Man. Yeah, here's here's two games in Mega Man ZX. None of them are going to sell well, even though they're actually kind of decent games. They're decent. There, yeah. There's definitely things to like about them. There definitely is, but yeah, it, by that point, people were finally well and tired of Mega Man, including mm. myself, oddly enough. Yeah. But yeah, at the moment, though, we're in the heady days of 2004, when there were still inconceivably commercials about Mega Man coming out, <laughs> about kids really, really loving Mega Man, and a current anime that was actually on TV involving Mega Man. And now we are getting to... The next game, Mega Man Battle Network 5. So just to remind everybody, in Mega Man Battle Network 4, we ended up uh, finding out that there was a new evil Net Navi organization, new Net Mafia called Nebula, led by a guy named Dr. Regal, who, after helping people stop a killer sentient asteroid from destroying the Earth because humanity is just inherently evil, immediately said, oh no, I'm about to be arrested. What if I jump off a building instead and die? Also, after revealing that he is Dr. Wily's son as well, because why not? Now, that's all well and good. He's now dead, and he's completely out of the picture. So you'll probably be unsurprised to learn, Alex, that about 15 minutes into this game, we learned that Dr. Regal is alive and well. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. It's literally, they waste no time with him just showing back <laughs> up and being like, yep, everything's fine here. <laughs> it turns out I'm fallproof, which uh, by the end of uh, Mega Man Battle Network 6 will be not the most ridiculous thing in the world. Mm. I can imagine they were quick to walk back a lot of things about 4. Yeah, it turns out they kind of were. <laughs> After like, the way that was kind of received quite poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they would do things such as, like, maybe have a coherent storyline, and also maybe we shouldn't just have a million tournaments happening all at once, and that rely on RNG if you want 100% the game. Wow. Like, yeah, stuff like that. They were like, maybe we shouldn't do all that. So... This game, much like Battle Network 4, is going to be split into two different versions. Uh, Team Proto-Man and Team Colonel, which give you different sets of net navvies to work with, uh, because there's going to be more of a turn-based tactical approach to this game, oddly enough. Hmm. Uh, where you actually control different net navvies, which uh, was relatively well-received. Especially because yeah. those net navvies were actually a lot more powerful than Mega Man, so they were really <laughs> interesting to use. Ooh. Yeah, which, poor Mega Man. Yeah. Don't worry, he's going to get his due in, in Battle Network 6 to getting, like, an absolutely overpowered form, so... But we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, technically, there's a canonical version with, uh, with these two versions. Team Colonel is more or less considered the canonical storyline version. Though, really, the only big differences you need to know is that in one version, you're teaming up with a net navy named Colonel. In the other, you're teaming up with Proto-Man. That's really the only big difference when it comes uh, to that. So, uh, it's It seems a little odd that Colonel is the canonical version, mm -hmm. given that I don't believe we've met him before while Proto-Man has been around the whole series. We have not, but the reason why it ends up being canonical has to do with Battle Network 6, more or less. Okay. Because Colonel plays a big role in that, as it turns out. Got it. So Battle Network 5 starts off with Lan's dad, Yuchiro, asking if Lan and his friends want to come to the Psylab, uh, because it turns out bad things are happening. A bunch of net, net, net navvies have taken over the entire internet. The entire internet. Sure. So, that's bad. What's even worse is that a gas bomb goes off and knocks everyone out. Hmm. Yeah, so Lan ends up in, like, in a side room while all of his friends and his dad are in another room. And then a bunch of dudes walk in alongside a now goateed Dr. Regal, who's like, yep, I'm back. I'm evil. How's it going? I'm going to kidnap Lan's dad. And I'm going to take all of Lanz's friends like pets so they can't actually do anything because they're 10-year-olds. So, like, what the hell are they going to do to me? Hit me with their tiny fist? Probably not. Anyways, Probably not, no. Pretty ineffectual. Pretty ineffectual. And since net navvies are basically like gods in this universe, well, <laughs> makes good idea to take those. So yep. he does all that, leaves, Lan wakes up back at home, finds out about all this, and decides he needs to save the day. So he goes back to Scilab, freed from Nebula's grasp. Nebula, once again, being uh, Dr. Regal's net mafia organization. And Mega Man runs into a new net navvy named Colonel. So Colonel is a sword-wielding navvy who is based upon the Colonel from Mega Man X4. That character in that game was basically a robot program to uphold honor at the basically at the highest possible level. Uh, to the point that when his honor was slightly besmirched, he decided to help launch the entire rebellion against humanity. He was intentionally programmed that way. Good, yeah. good job, humanity. Well. <laughs> you're going to learn that it's not going to be much different in this game, but. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, pretty, a pretty consistent theme of 
Mega Man seems to be that we're bad at making robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or AIs. Like, we just give them weird and whimsical quirks that become our doom. What if we made this program that was designed for kindness and put it in charge of military weapons? <laughs> <laughs> A thing that will happen later. It's like someone said they took the old trope of what we made this robot to feel pa- able to feel pain mm-hmm. and went, we can do more. <laughs> we can go beyond that. What if we could feel each other's pain as well? <laughs> that way it knows it's fit danger if somebody else gets hurt. And it's like, that just sounds horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Once again, Mega Man is constantly the could have not should have universe, which is yeah. what makes it so wonderfully horrible. So, Colonel, once again, ha- has just a bunch of honor, just wants to defeat viruses and just, you know, save the world and do that sort of thing while doing things the right way. Sure. And his operator is a man by the name of Beryl, named after Beryl Casket from Mega Man Legends, although he is absolutely nothing like him. He's a grizzled man who looks like he's about his late 30s, long blue hair. Uh, looks like he served in this universe's version of Vietnam which there was actually a question of if Vietnam <laughs> actually did happen in this. By the way, I'm not just making that up. Huh. Once again, we're going to learn about that in Mega Man Battle Network 6. <laughs> and yeah, he basically, after testing out Mega Man skills, goes, oh, cool, yeah, you're pretty good. What if you join my cool, like, Scilab team that's here to basically just take back the internet one piece of it at a time? And so, once again, this gets into the main gimmick of the game, where it's like a tactical space game where you have turns and select different navvies to go and do different things on a map and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, it's... Last I remember, it's relatively well-received, though. Yeah, a little risk-like. Yeah, yeah. So they go and immediately free ACDC Town's internet, and, you know, that causes Dr. Regal to get upset. Uh, They also decide that uh, Land should be the one who controls all these uh, navvies and whatnot, because Mm. everyone pretty much agrees that Land is the only competent person in this universe. Yeah, fair. Yeah, right? It's like, yeah, nope. No arguments here. <laughs> so, that all happens. Dr. Regal gets upset. He's like, oh, those dastardly kids, I'll get them next time. Mm. And so, while waiting for his next mission, Lan and his friends, his friends who have no net navvies and thus can't get on the internet, decide right. to go on a trip to the outdoors, which immediately ends with Lan's friends getting trapped into mines and nearly killed by mining equipment. Okay, yep, sounds right. Yeah, sounds about right. He- okay, so, I gotta, I gotta... Circle this back, though. Why didn't Dr. Regal take Land's net navvies? Because he was in another room and he didn't realize he was there. Should Land not be the priority target of anything any evil organization does? Well, Dr. Regal wants to get a hold of his dad for a very specific reason. So he was the primary target. Uh-huh. And so he just saw, like, all of Land's dumb friends were there as well. as like, well, I might as well take their pets because... Right. But after four games, shouldn't he have been like, Mega Man is going to stop me? Yeah, you would think so. You would Therefore, think so. I should deal with Mega Man? Yeah. Given he had an entire game last game, just being like, wow, man, this Mega Man guy is real, real good. Yep. Yeah, you would think so, but no. Okay. No, just, he, he got his dad, and that's all he needs. So yeah, like, back um, back with Land and his friends, they're on right, a trip yeah. outdoors, get trapped, whatnot. Mm. Uh, he probably saves them, recruits a new friend in the process, uh, depending on the versions, either Nightman or Mag- Magnet Man, uh, which also means the princess from Canada comes back and joins your team. What's funny is that they're both just like mining this like special ore that's going to come up later in the game. 
Okay. Uh, I think it's called Magno Metal. And they're like, oh, we almost killed your friends with drills. Sorry about that. What if I join your weird Scilab team that's that apologize? And Land's like, yeah, nah, that's cool. We nearly die like every month anyway, so it's not yeah, a big sure. deal. Yeah, sure. Screw it. Whatever. Uh, we also find out that like Shade Man's back. He takes over part of the internet, but they drive him off. Okay. So, meanwhile, Doctor back at uh, Dr. Regal's headquarters, it turns out he is torturing Land's dad. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of torture in the next two games. And he, the main reason why he's torturing him is because he's asking where he's keeping the thing. The thing that's going to be the key to everything. And it's the thing that Lan wanted to show uh, his son and all of his friends before, like, Scilab found out the entire internet got hacked. We don't know what it's going to be, but it's obviously going to be very, very important because right. apparently Lan's dad makes all the incredibly important things in the world. How, in general, is the localization in this game? Much better. Okay. Much, much better. It's, you can actually follow along. Okay, that's, that's good. I ask because the, this is a thing that comes up in, like, Japanese drama a lot, where, mm-hmm. like, the dialogue will be like, tell me about that. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a way of vaguely referring to something in a way that everyone knows what it is, but they don't say what it is, that doesn't really translate into English well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it and really so, doesn't. So, yeah, you get, like, tell me about that thing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the person goes, oh, yes, the thing. Well, it's an in-custom new scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they, they're basically doing that here. Right. Yeah. And no, the game does not do anything to bridge that gap at all. Oh, well, it's, it's a hard thing to do. It is. It is. And I guess intentionally it's supposed to be mysterious. So I think it still sort of works here. And Right. Like the, the sort of English writing equivalent is to say the name of the thing, but not elaborate about what it is. Yeah. yeah so it- you... You have that mystery, but you have a label on it. And they're essentially going to do that a couple of scenes later. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to wait on it for some reason in this. Right. So, yeah. The next day, Land is talking with uh, his uh, quasi-girlfriend, Mail, outside of his house, when a one-eyed Ronin just walks up to him. Oh. Yeah, just wandering samurai. Okay, sure. And after a quick test of his skills in net battling, it turns out it's Mr. Dark from Mega Man Battle Network 2. The assassin for hire with his navvy shadow man. Now, you, it's probably a bad idea to have, you know, like an assassin come up and just like start talking to an 11 year old who thwarted him in the past. But it turns out, eh, you know, he was hired for a job and got paid. So he didn't really care about all that. And he's like, just impressed. And it was like, hey, uh, by the way, Dr. Regal's trying to get something for your dad. Don't know what, but I'm going to leave. Also, by the way, my uh, navvy shadow man has just st- stolen the... Uh, walking, speaking, and thinking program from, like, one of your, like, Navi friends. And so you should probably go and find them. Also, by the way, Shadow Man's now taking over the side lab computers. Oh, you found that out? You, you just defeated Shadow Man? Oh, great. Well, I'm gonna join your team now. That's cool, right? This is all a big test! This is a weird ploy. This is a, a weird gambit. I'm gonna commit all the crimes in the world. Oh, you solved all the crimes? Cool. How about I team up with you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and heck, he's necessary because apparently a cloud of pure darkness has descended on part of the internet and only Shadow Man can get rid of it. Are we back to the darkness thing? Oh, you better believe it. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy, indeed. (laughs) So they liberate that part of the internet. um, And uh, but then unfortunately, another cloud of pure darkness shows up and kidnaps Mega Man and takes him to Nebula's internet jail. (laughs) 
where they immediately tie Mega Man up and decide to torture him by inserting a dart chip into him for all for the purposes of creating a dark Mega Man. Again. Again. I mean, to be honest, this sounds better than when this happened in the last game, so... Oh, yeah. Progress? When the the dart chip just accidentally attached himself to Mega Man and then Mega Man went, I can't get rid of this. Oh, wait, actually, I can. I'm going to shoot it. Oh, I guess I'm still evil anyways. Yeah, but not? But not? Yeah, just, I don't know. I'm I'm vaguely evil, I guess. Yeah, no, they're going to do more with the actual, like, is Mega Man now evil in this sort of thing? Okay. Uh, As we're going to find out, because next, Land is pretty sad about this. So Barrel calls him to, like, the docks for some reason to cheer him up. And by cheer him up, he says he's going to replace Mega Man with somebody else, and that Land needs to toughen up and get over his dead brother. I mean, Navi getting kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Land does not take this well. He's like, piss off, dude. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with your stupid organization. But Barrel counts on the fact that Land's going to just want to get his brother back no matter what, which is totally right, because he shows up back at Scilab and goes, all right, fine. Fine, I'll help you out, idiot. <laughs> and Barrel's like, all right, cool. How about you take control of my personal Navi, Colonel, and you can go get uh, Mega Man. Also, Colonel's so much more powerful than Mega Man, so the next part of the game is going to get really, really easy at this point. Ah, uh, why wasn't Colonel just doing all this stuff? Oh, uh, you know, because Mega Man is the special boy. So special. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't understand why Colonel's so strong then. It will be explained in Battle Network 6, but... Uh, why? Is this game just them, like, trying to figure out a plot, and then Six is them going, okay, let's explain why we did those things we did. Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, funny enough. <laughs> Freaking Halo 3 syndrome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, along the way to Nebula's internet headquarters, Colonel and Lan run into Dark Mega Man, who immediately tells Lan he's a big dumb baby, and he never loved him. Colonel sucks, and he only wishes he had a fraction of the power he has, and it's really cool to be evil. And yes, I'm 100% truly evil. Don't even even try to bring me back to the side of good. Which, <laughs> this causes Colonel to go, cool man, I guess that means I'm free to kill you. <laughs> 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 which Land is like, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I would prefer you not to do that, but like Mega Man's too bad. Yeah, girls, yeah, basically, girls like, too bad. <laughs> and Mega Man's true personality breaks through for a second, and he's like, no, actually, this sucks, please kill me. Um, but they immediately all get rushed by a bunch of evil navvies and have to retreat before Colonel can do what he needs to do. And back at base, Barrel tells uh, uh, Land he's come up with a plan to get Mega Man back. But in the meantime, a multinational corporation is throwing a party on a cruise ship for a new rocket engine or something like that, and Nebula's undoubtedly going to target that. So while he works on this plan... Man needs to go hang out with a bunch of rich people and make sure this doesn't happen. So 11-year-old boy on roller skates goes to hang out on a cruise ship. What could go wrong? This series has a weird habit of like, okay, there's a really important plot going on, but we need just like this random episode beat over here. Mm -hmm. So like, it's kind of just going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it seems really random here and... It would seem even more random if I included every single time this happens, because I've actually mm. skipped multiple times where this has already <laughs> happened. And I'm right. only pointing this one out because it actually has some relevance to the plot. Because, yeah, you're totally right. It is, I mean, this is 100% an anime, right? Like, right. This, these are the weird filler episodes in between. Yeah, it, it is a kid's anime, specifically. It yeah. is a serialized kid's anime that 
I guess is not just going to be the plot all the time, even though Digimon Adventures kind of did that and it kind of worked out. But no, this Mm -hmm. is more on the Pokemon side of things. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ash is on his journey to, you know, be the Pokemon master and he's on his way to to Lieutenant Service's gym. But then all of a sudden he just gets distracted by a mermaid that actually turns out to just be a Pokemon. Right. Or he just eats fruits and gets drunk because it's fermented. Right. Yeah, like, it's exactly what this is. It's just like, okay, well, no, I'm going to go hang out with this, like, crying kid and his really dumb net navvy that's just like a little water monster. I don't know. We're going to learn about the power of friendship today. Right. This this is like, we're going to go to the Safari Zone and hang out with the Kangaskhan mm-hmm. while Team Rocket has occupied the neighboring city with military forces. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, this might not be the time, dude. <laughs> but Land really wants to catch a Kangaskhan, man. Mega Man's evil right now. <laughs> yeah, but I got to go to the chip trader and get a bunch of cool chips. Uh, you know, <laughs> like I got this new guy. His name's Colonel. He's pretty cool. I could use Shadow Man too. He's he's also pretty cool. <laughs> Who needs a Mega Man? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. and yeah, it makes the plot seem very random. So the ship gets hijacked by a man named Dingo and his navi, uh, Tomahawk Man, who proceeds to flood the ship's cyber network with cyber water because they wanted to bring that gimmick back, I guess. Sure. Now they tell us he tells us he did this because the corporation that's in charge of all this destroyed his village, like in a pursuit of like military technology. But mm. when you beat him, he goes, "Man, you're so cool. Yes, I will join your cool navi team." Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. ah, you know, I'll <laughs> my values and my conviction to stop to punish this evil corporation. Ah, eh, you know, whatever, man, you'd beat me in a net navy battle, you cool 11 year old. Why not? <laughs> so they have, now all have to get Mega Man back. And to do that, they liberate the part of the Internet that where he's at and get into a big old giant fight with him. Now, they beat him up, but Me- Dark Mega Man is able to fend him off long enough to almost use a powerful buster attack. An attack that only fails because Land calls him out, calls him back to his senses. Right. Good, good Mega Man then comes through, says everyone's rooting for me, and then seals the darkness within himself. Cool. Yeah, power of friendship made made it work. He didn't need to get stabbed with a sword, and <laughs> technically any more than he already did in the previous fights. <laughs> Anyways, Colonel afterwards is upset with himself for not having deleted Mega Man and putting his team in danger. But everyone points out, hey, you did the right thing. He's awesome. So it's okay. We got Mega Man back. Back at Nebula HQ, though, Regal's upset at this new development and is afraid that if Mega Man ever got full command of his dark power, he might be unstoppable. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm, yes. Might have miscalculated that a little bit. Might have. Yeah, just a, just a bit. So back at Scilab, Beryl is annoyed that a guy has been bothering him basically this entire game to join up with his team. To the point that he eventually just relents, so he'll shut up. That person is Higsby, our friendly chip trader and also former World 3 member who once kidnapped Lance Teacher and his entire class, but then ended up right. being a good guy. So he's there and he's like, yeah, man, I just really, really wanted to help out. I got my Navi number man. He's really good at calculations and we need to get through this barrier. And I bet you, you could do that. And so Beryl's like, fine, sure. If you'll just shut up for a second, that's cool, man. So... He's going to do that, but he's like, oh, actually, I forgot. I need to kind of go on a sort of quasi date with Lan's homeroom teacher. Uh-huh. 
So I'm going to kind of go do that first. And my net navi is going to go on a date with her net navi because that's just how this works in this universe. Sure. Yeah, that might as well happen. Yeah. So Mega Man, so Lan's like, oh, well, that's cool, I guess. I guess I have some time to kill. Oh, right. My dad wanted to show me something way back at the very beginning of the game. That probably was important, right? I should probably go check that out. So he goes and finds like a uh, coded, encoded message. And then after a big back and forth uh, that involves like a fetch quest and whatnot, he eventually accesses it and gets transported, Mega Man that is, into a sepia tone version of ACDC Town that Mega Man is able to walk around. Turns out this is a memory from the day that Lan and Hub were born. And apparently Yuchiro hid something there. Now we don't know what it is because Mega Man immediately runs to Number Man who proclaims that he and Higsby are nebula agents. We are totally evil. We're going to tell you that we're evil right now. We are so evil. I'm going to leave now. Bye. <laughs> and Lana's like, I can't believe it. Higsby's evil again. So he goes and reports that to Beryl. Now, at the same time, Higsby is on his quasi date with Miss Mari. And like number man's doing the same. And then Mega Man mm. just shows up and just blows up Miss Mail's uh Miss Mari's uh net navi. Just completely mercs it. Damn. Yeah, and Okay. Yeah, and then immediately leaves. And then Number Man's like, I can't believe this. I'm going to get revenge on Mega Man. <laughs> so they track each other down and get to a big old fight. And they're like, I can't believe you would do this, Land. And then the land's like, I can't believe you would be evil, Higsby. And I do that just in time for a duplicate number man and Mega Man to show up saying they just set all this up. Huh, how about that? You know, bet you didn't expect that. And they both turn and go like, what the hell? Just like immediately delete them. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, okay. What, so what was the plan there? You set each other up so that you'll fight each other. Mm -hmm. And then you just show up and be like, haha, we fooled you and die? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I think the idea is that they were supposed to swoop in when they're weakened, but they just didn't really bother with that part. Oh, okay. They just showed up to taunt them, and then they both turned and went, oh, I guess we'll just fight you then. <laughs> <laughs> so Scilab is like, wow, I guess we're team headquarters is completely compromised by this, so we're just going to move into a random warehouse that Higsby owns. Sure. Uh, and so they had to go like liberate a new area of the internet with a journalist whose name I forget, but she shows up in a lot of games. She has a, to a navy named Toad Man. Uh, now, her net navy is about to be deleted, so Colonel actually sacrifices himself to save Toad Man. But he's permanently deleted in the process. A fact that I guess I've already spoiled that he comes back, so he's not oh, yeah. very permanent, but they claim he's per is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> so they're now leaderless completely. And so Beryl decides that Lan and Mega Man should be in charge, which Lan's like, I think I was already doing everything at this point, but all right. Now, admittedly, Lance at first not on top of this. He's like, hey, I, I think this is a dumb idea. But then that reporter lady shows up and begs him, begs to join the team. And Lance's like, oh, man, people want to join the team. Well, I guess they do need a leader after all. So it's a good thing that Toadman joins up, too, because the last barrier they need to get through uh, is apparently a barrier of literal evil. And, the, and of course, we all know that evil is defeated by something good, such as the power of singing. And Toadman's a good singer. So he sings at it and unlocks it. Okay, I'll buy it. Yeah, why not, right? So back at Regal's base, he has now tortured Lan's dad so much that, and is, he has now found out that something was hitting in the memory, a memory concerning the Lan's family's like deceased dog named Gao, and that thing that was hidden inside of it is something called the Soul Net, something that could destroy the world. 
How many this could destroy the world has Dr. Light made? Yeah, Dr. Light and his son. Yeah, they've, between them, they have made, let's see, um, really just the concept of the internet itself, mm. uh, Alpha. They're not complicit in base, but they're at least, like, to the side of it. Uh, later, Mega Man himself. Uh, you know, a good, like, four or five times to this point. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he needs to stop. He needs man. to stop. He really needs to stop. They need to stop do doing like weird load bearing parts of the internet that like when they would collapse somehow take the entire society with it, right? Like they just like I'm I'm gonna throw it back to the the album by the Proto Men, mm -hmm. which is like the second their second album is like a rock opera reimagining of the events leading up to the first Mega Man, more yeah. or less. And the whole, Dr. Light's whole character arc through that is, like, I pursued robotics for the good of mankind, but in the process of doing so, I opened Pandora's box, mm -hmm. and I charged blindly into the unknown, and now I can't turn it off. Mm -hmm. And this whole series is like, but what if I did that, like, four more times? <laughs> <laughs> what if I created an internet so complicated that my son would eventually have to make a bunch of like sentient like programs in order to actually navigate this hellscape and then also they just have the ability to warp reality eventually if enough radiation is added to it what if we just they, did that what if we just did that the only way I could make that work is if I built it all on top of this AI that is just sad uh -huh. All the time. It's just sad all the time. <laughs> also allows other people to amplify evil so much that eventually another alien civilization is just, just going to try to end us. Just, yeah, just the aliens look at that and go, nah. I don't know what this Hikari dude is on about, but this is, this, nah. I'm going to throw a rock at this. They did what now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they convinced our anti-planet missile to just go away. Oh boy, these people, we just need to we just need to stay away from them. Yep. Quarantine that whole system. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's really funny because like I started out the series by saying that like this is like the more idealized version and happier place than like the right. original series. I'm not sure if that's true anymore. Well, it kind of is just because it only deals with like the potential catastrophes of Dr. Light's inventions rather than the realized catastrophes leading to humanity's extinction. That's very true. Lan actually stops things. Yes. Unlike, say, Mega Man X, X who yeah. consistently fails <laughs> to stop things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And boy, by the time we get to Battle Network 6, you're going to find that, oh no, they've they found additional ways to do all this. Yay. So yeah, they found something called the Solnet, and now his okay. plan's going to be in place. He directs his minions to get a camera, because boy oh boy, does he have some things to announce. So he gets on TV, and he says he's going to rule the world in a few minutes, blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. uh, bad things are going to mm -hmm. happen. You can't stop me. Whatever. So Lan's like, well, I gotta go fight this dude. But first his mom gives him a an amulet 
that his grandfather, Dr. Light, or Tadashi Akari in this, used mm. to wear. And he's like, she's like, yeah, this is probably going to be important. You should wear this. And Bland's like, yeah, cool, I guess, sure. And so we find out what Dr. Regal's plan is. His plan is to use the soul... Okay, what do you think the soul net even does, first off? Just guessing. I, on the I think it connects people directly to the internet without having to use pets or navvies. You know, yes, but it gets stupider than that. Okay, good. I'm glad. So the soul net connects everyone's souls to each other through the internet. Okay, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. What if using that, you basically inserted like a program that turns everybody petty and evil? Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. He's going to basically use the soul net to make everybody evil because humanity is naturally evil and he wants to just show that to the world. And so this results in adults being rude to little girls in the street, people getting into fistfights. And apparently this is happening because radio waves are being sent out from hidden microservers that he's just placed all over the world. And Lan now has to go and like disable them. This part of the game is hilarious because like the NPCs in this are just reacting to the dumbest things. Like there's, <laughs> there's like a little girl who like just like incredibly angry that a wall is painted in bright blue colors and stuff. She's like, I'm just so angry at this wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, fair, I guess it's, it kind of clashes with everything else, but still. Now, they find out that the ultimate source of all of this is in the internet, because of course it is. Of course. So they go there, and they immediately run to Colonel, who's alive and well, and now he's evil. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, but uh, good news is that Proto Man shows up, and he cuts the evil out of him, and Mega Man shoots it. He shoots the evil, and now Colonel is back. Uh, my understanding is if you have team, the Team Proto Man version, the same thing happens, but in reverse, it's Proto Man uh -huh. who's evil. Okay. So uh, they go back to the old memory world because they got to figure out what they could do about the soul net. And we see a memory of a really young Dr. Light who looks like a really lame goober. <laughs> and a really young Dr. Wiley talking about making the soul net. I guess Wiley back then actually also worked on the internet too? Sure. I, I feel like the two of them working together in the early days is like a running it is, yeah. thing about Mega Man. It indeed is. It indeed is. Anyways, they talk about how this process is going to outlive a man. That's kind of crazy. We're just not going to be able to finish the soul net. So it's probably going to be our kids who complete it. And Dr. Wiley is like pretty cool with all this and the whole internet thing. He's like, yeah, man, it's going to be cool that our kids are going to work together to complete it. Man, it's really great working with you. Tadashi Kari, definitely not going to stab you one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, apparently, we, it's revealed the soul net is something involving converting people's souls into data as well. So that also part of about putting people on the internet. That part's right, also yeah. true, too. Uh -huh. So apparently, Wiley's robotics technology is integral to making this happen, too. But they don't specify how. So... Hmm. They sneak into Nebula's fortress, uh, actual physical fortress, just in time for Regal to complete the soul server. <laughs> it's going to basically make the soul net work, but even better. Mm -hmm. And Regal tells Lan's father, who's just like tied up on a pole, if I remember correctly, in the same okay. room. Sure. That, that the soul net was meant to link the souls of all humankind. And by doing that, he'll corrupt all the souls of humanity with darkness using a program called Nebula Gray making him evil because he says there is no firewall protecting the human soul. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's true. 
not inaccurate. Not inaccurate. Well, that actually kind of is. The blood-brain barrier kind of yeah. acts like a firewall against viruses does, and bacteria in the human body. But that doesn't mean programs. Yeah, true. Does that work on data streams? Probably not. We haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> give it time. So Regal turns on the soul server, which once again affects everyone but himself and Land, because it turns out Land's stupid amulet from his grandfather is made up of magno metal. Uh, and, uh, of course, Regal has some as well, so he's not being evil either. Or evil er. Mm. So he's like, man, how could this possibly be? Oh no, you're near a jack in port. This is bad for me. <laughs> Oops. So Mega Man jacks in and confronts the program Nebula Gray, which is revealed to be the digitized version of humanity's inherent evil. You know, I'm honestly surprised it took the JRPG series this long to basically be fighting the accumulated spirit of human evil. Yeah, right? Because it was only implied in the last game. Now it's yeah. finally here. Yeah, now it's the real final boss. It's the actual real final boss. Now, right now, it's just basically like a cloud. But then mm. it goes like, well, that would be a pretty lame boss fight. So it turns into a giant Navi, which immediately gets beaten up. Right. So Nebula Gray then tries to corrupt Mega Man one last time. But using the power of the amulet and the fact that Lan and Mega Man are connected, this cleanses him of the evil leaving him a blue naked boy who immediately destroys <laughs> Nebula Grave, referring, referring back into Mega Man. So the base immediately starts exploding, because of course it does. Mm -hmm. And everyone escapes, except for Lan's dad, who stays behind to basically tell Regal that their dads made the soul net for not good, not evil, and then he believes in the inherent goodness of both him and his father, and then he passes out. Regal then tells him that's just stupid as hell, um, and like it's too late to go back and be good again. And then in walks Dr. Wily. He's just like, I'm here now. <laughs> Hi, hey, son. How's it going? It's, it's not too late to be good. I'm going to turn the soul net back on, by the way, and I'm going to use it on you. And Dr. Regal's like, <laughs> that's going to have no effect to me. I have the magnum metal. And Wily goes, I made this, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> How about I just overload it and purposely erase the memories of the last 10 years of your life? How's that go? How, how is that going to work out for you? I don't know. That's a bold parenting strategy. It's a bold parenting strategy, but he does claim that, hey, man, I didn't raise you right, but maybe using this, I can actually make amends towards you. He then calls Beryl in and tells him the rest is up to you before just leaving. So Beryl carries out Dr. Regal, and back at Scilab, he introduces him as a new member of the team, a man who does not have the past 10 years, memory of the past 10 years of his life, and everyone just openly talks about how he's law-abiding scientist and not evil and not trying to destroy the world anymore. And Dr. Regal, I guess, is just like, yeah, wow, I tried to do that? How wild. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, imagine. I am never going to be mentioned again. And so, with that, Team Colonel is now disbanded, and Beryl's like, well, I'm going to just now leave and never come back. And everyone's like, wait, what? Do you have to? He's like, yes. Walks out the door. <laughs> oh, okay, well. Take his word for it, I guess. Yeah, he definitely will not show up the next game. Definitely not. And so that's Mega Man Battle Network 5, a game that eh, technically has a better story. Yeah, technically. But yeah. I, I can tell it has a better story because I can already go through it and be like, it would have made more sense if they did this. Mm -hmm. Whereas Battle Network 4, it's like, it would have made more sense if they didn't make this game. <laughs> 
it would have made more sense if they maybe addressed the asteroid more throughout the game. A little just- bit, yeah. <laughs> like when when I can armchair write a game story, that's when I know it's at least cohesive enough to start like tearing it apart. Mm-hmm. When it's complete nonsense, you're just sort of along for the ride. Yeah, you just go like, yeah, no, of course, there's a bunch of tournaments. And then, yeah, immediately the government just shows up and goes, 11-year-old, we need you right now. <laughs> yeah, it dropped that little girl down a hole, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. She'll survive, I think. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, There's at least a coherence to this. A point A to point B. A narrative arc, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That was not quite present in Battle Network 4. Yeah. So, progress. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, this game was well-received. Uh, it didn't sell nearly as well as Battle Network 4, as you could probably expect, because once mm-hmm. again, it was kind of living with the sins of that game. Yeah, that's but, that's how franchises tend to go, is that excitement for one game is only as high as the previous game allows it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so if you mess it up, it's a real uphill climb to get back. Yeah. So in 2005, they're going to release the final Mega Man Battle Network game. Mega Man Battle Network 6. And Alex, they're going to go full Pokemon on this one. Mm. Because the two versions are Mega Man Battle Network, Psybeast Gregar, and Psybeast Thalzer. That's (laughs) right. All right. (laughs) We got Legendary Beasts. We got Legendary Internet Beasts. Yeah. And they are going to be the dumbest things imaginable. I think (laughs) these are the dumbest things in Battle Network. Wow. Which, yeah, really says something, yeah, right? That that is a high bar. Very high bar. Very, very high bar. So, um, this game did have some hype uh, pre-release, because once again, Battle Network 5 was at least pretty well received. Uh, critically, this game didn't do well, but uh, fans will point out this is likely the second, or maybe even the best Battle Network game, in terms of just pure gameplay. Hmm. Uh, it's also gonna do actually a worse job of actually wrapping things up. <laughs> Yeah. Although it is going to have a blurb at the end that's going to basically be like, here's what everyone did, basically like Animal House style. Uh Uh-huh. So they at least do that, I guess. So Battle Network 6 is going to start out with Lan introducing himself, telling us it's the year uh, 2000X, and his life sure is great. And then Smash cuts to him telling this class uh, that, hey, I'm leaving forever. (laughs) My dad got a new job and we're moving away. Uh... He tells them this literally at the last minute with only male actually knowing beforehand. So everyone's super upset at him. <laughs> By the way, remember when uh, his friend Dex did this and then it just for some reason came back the very next game and everyone's like, I oh, I guess you didn't move away. I do. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Guess they're just recycling that. That's cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Alex, they're going to be moving to a place called Cyber City. Sure. It's the most boring name it, possible. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they're moving there because apparently a big internet convention is happening in Cyber City, and the mayor specifically requested Lan's dad come to make sure it can handle all the strain and then maintaining the network after the convention's over. Hence why they gotta move there permanently. Right. Okay. So I'm sorry, I gotta I gotta go back to Cyber City because God I wish that we just renamed our cities wholesale after every major turn of human civilization. Oh, right, yeah. That would be great. Like, just, oh, the automobile's a thing now, it's time for Car Town. Mm Mm-hmm. Motor Motor City. City. There you go, Motor City, yeah. But for real, not just a nickname. Yeah, right? Oh, man. Engine Town. Yeah. 
Uh, that'd rule. We Zoss should Village. do that. Yeah, we we should do that. Oh man, yeah. Everyone could be like have really stupid internet cyber names. I I, I would want to go on a on a vacation to to Network City. Yeah, that sounds cool. Although we would, I worry we'd be in the middle of like the smartphone wave right now. Oh and yeah. I don't I don't know if I want to go to Tablet City. App Town. Yeah. Touchscreenville. Yeah, there there are a few movements that would make some terrible loser names. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, like Industrial Revolution, great names. Absolutely yes. great names for that one, Absolutely, right? yeah. Colville. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Smokesburg. Smokesburg. Hell yeah! I would avoid Smokesburg. Yeah. <laughs> but I would appreciate the name from afar. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, so... um. After moving to the city, Lance decides to explore his surroundings and whatnot, and he finds a young, shy girl being attacked by a robo-dog. There's going to be a lot of robots in this. Apparently, they've discovered that robots are rad in, the, in oh. this particular game. Wait, do they have robots? They, they technically did, but it was one of those things where like, they were like, a lot more niche. Right. And so okay. like, you didn't see them often. But here, I guess they decide that robots are cool. Now robots huh. are just going to be everywhere. Are robots like a major industry of Cyber City, or is it just here's robots? They're going to be part of the convention, so I'm guessing yes. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Because like the different like neighborhoods and like districts of Cyber City are going to all have their own like booths and like things are contributing. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, like um, Lan- this girl is like embarrassed and like immediately runs away from Land after Land saves her from the Robo Dog, and Land's like, huh, well that's weird. Anyways. Yeah, is no one gonna question why the Robo Dog is attacking a random person? Oh, just viruses, because that just happens, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the fact that this girl almost got mauled by a cyber dog—not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. So, at school, I mean, Cyber Academy. Oh God. Yeah, that that one's that one's just boring. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Lan meets like his classmates, like. He also meets a bunch of school security robots that try to beat him up, but he's saved by his new teacher, Joe Mock, an energetic jock with a pompadour and red tracksuit. Why did the security robots try to beat him up? Because he didn't have a hall pass. And he went, well, I'm a student. He's like, oh, that's great. We're just doing ID. He's like, well, I'm new here. And they're like, well, we're not going to believe that for a second. <laughs> Time to beat you up. <laughs> okay. I, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a feature, not a bug. Apparently, I feel I feel like they should be super sure to issue student IDs on entry if they're going to have security robots roving the halls, beating up anyone without an ID. I mean, to be fair, there's going to be a lot of bad IDs. These security robots, they're able okay. to breathe fire, for instance. Yeah, that doesn't seem like what you want in an elementary school. But I like to think they just bought a bunch of like military robots to just repurpose them. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, it would make sense. So he's uh, introduced to like his new classmates, and Lan is sat next to a student named Mick, a kid with a scar on his cheek who tries to act all tough, but surprise, surprise, it's all friends that we'll learn later. But in the meantime, he's incredibly jealous of Lan and absolutely hates him. Like he tries to embarrass him during the net battling portion of the class by like accidentally, well, quote unquote, accidentally releasing much more powerful viruses. Which then Lan and Mega Man easily defeat because, well, they've saved the world five times at this point. Like, right. whatever, dude. I'm sorry, is no one going to ask why this fifth grader has a bunch of super powerful viruses? No, they're not, but he is going to get detention for it. Okay, well, that's 
something. It's something, yeah. Yeah, so all this does is make Lan incredibly popular with all the other students and makes Mick even sadder. So, uh, good news for Mick, though, is that... Well, okay, bad news for Mick is that his net navi is going to call him a loser and literally run out on him. Why are they allowed to do that? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, who's overseeing compliance in this manufacturing? Probably a man by the name of Yuchiro Ikari. <laughs> yeah. It will make them learn discipline. Well, you know, he's like, uh, you know, they're sentient. They should have, like, complete free will be able to just, like, up and leave, I guess, right? No. <laughs> it's like, first off, they should be sentient, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something that apparently could just happen, you know? Okay. Uh, apparently, All right. Yeah. And, like, this is not the first time that's actually shows in the series. There's a side quest right, in one sure. of the other games. But, yeah, first time it happens in the story. And, like, the second he leaves, though... A good thing is going to happen for Mick. A new net nav is just going to show up. His name's Blast Man. And he goes, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, heard you wanted power. I'll have to crush your enemies. And Mick's like, <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So the very next day, we're introduced to the big gimmick of this game. A faceless, weird robot called a copybot. Get used to copybots. They're very, very important. <laughs> okay. So, copybots are called that because a net navi can be placed in the copybot, which then, like, transmorgifies into the physical version of that navi in real life. Aren't net navis, like, extremely powerful in the context of their regular universe? Okay, now, good news is that they can't, like, do things like shoot guns. Okay. They do have the power of an adult person, though. Okay. And let's say if they have, like, a sword for an arm, for instance, mm -hmm. they technically will still have a sharp sword for an arm if they get transferred to one of these bodies. So that could be a problem. But they at least, you know, it's not going to be a laser sword. It'll just be, like, a regular sword. Okay. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. Still concerning, but it's something. So yeah, they do that. Mega Man's like, this is the greatest thing ever. I love it. I can actually interact with my brother. I can feel things. This is wonderful. Oh, I just ran out of power. Oh. Oh. Yeah, apparently they cost so much power they can only last for like four minutes or something like that. So, like, he literally runs out of power after saying, like, man, I love this. I wish I could stay like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. There's also other weird ethical problems with that. But yeah, I feel like this one, above all else, should just be, like, a soulless program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> but no. So, shortly after this, a bunch of security bots come in, beat up Mr. Mock, and then just start spewing flames out of their mouth. And it's revealed that Naked Blast Man did all this to get back at Lan. And he tells Lan not to interfere. It'll just make things worse. Which Mega Man and Lan go, yeah, sure, whatever, kid, and shuts them down. <laughs> we didn't find out all the robots in school have gone crazy and are threatening teachers and staff. Now, Mick's like, okay, this is too far. I didn't really want this. And Blast Man's like, oh, you're just a whiny little baby. It turns out your Navi was right for leaving you. Well, that's okay. I'll just destroy you, too. I'll destroy everything. So Mick's not able to take control of the situation at all anymore. And... It's, you know, revealed that Blast Man basically was just trying to socially engineer him in the first place. Right, sure. So, school networks is on fire, which of course means the actual school's on fire. 
Lankovitz is making his old navy to make up to help stop the robots, which he does. And Mega Man stops Blast Man, who still gets away in the end. You know, it's a really good thing kids can't actually be as smart as they can be in fiction, because, God, they're easy to manipulate. Mm-hmm. If they were actually, like, capable of anything, it would be a real bad time. It would be really, really bad. Like, at least nowadays, all they can do is just spend all your money on the internet on accident. Yeah. Which, I mean, at least that just, you know, you call the bank for that one. But yeah. Right, yeah, you you can sue someone over that. Yeah, yeah, that that is a problem you can solve. Right. It's, it's not like, hey, I hacked this tank on accident because a, a guy gave me candy and said it would be really cool if I did so. Right. Yeah, at least it's not that. So the next day, Nick comes up to Land and says, I don't regret anything I did because I was wrong and I'm sorry. Which Land's like, that's cool. You want to be my friend? Mick's like, no way, freak. Runs away. <laughs> Anyways, he goes on to become Land's friend. So the next day, he gives him an item that allows Mega Man and Land to go see the Psy Beasts. It's like, yeah, there's these <laughs> cool statues, these beasts on the internet. You should go check them out. So the Psy Beasts are legendary creatures that apparently, long in the past, fought each other on the internet, treading mad. Wait, how long? <laughs> It's not that old. No, these are legends, Alex. Legend has it. <laughs> that long, long ago, the thir- long ago of 30 years ago, maybe. <laughs> Actually, I think it might be more like 60 at this point, uh, as we'll sure. find out later, which does not square up with how the internet and net navvies are supposed to exist, but not... Not here, not for here. We'll explain that later. Okay. Uh, point is, is that they were there. They shredded a bunch of navvies and programs with wanton disregard because they just kept fighting each other so hard. And then one day they disappeared. Now, why there are statues, how people could have possibly forgotten about these things and just barely mentioning them until now, how they passed to legend, even though it could be anywhere between 30 to 60 years ago that they existed, doesn't really make sense to me. But hey, that's they are legendary. So... Back with Land's dad, Yuchiro, he goes to meet with the mayor of Cyber City, a man by the name of Mayor Kane. So that's that's definitely not an ominous or foreboding name at all. Oh, no, not only in biblical, but Mega Man senses. (laughs) Yeah, so Mayor Kane is based upon Dr. Kane from Mega Man X, everyone's favorite botanist slash archaeologist who, after unearthing a robot he could not understand, decided he would be a roboticist as well bypass all of his security features, and make a bunch of robots that immediately would try to kill humanity uh, multiple times. Sure, yeah. So, uh... As you do. As you do. The man whose solution to said problem was to make stronger robots, which also repelled. I love Dr. Kane so much. So, if you think he's going to misuse technology, he barely understands based upon his namesake, by the way. Oh boy, howdy, you're going to be correct in this game. (laughs) So... He heard that Yuchiro had developed a super program that can expand the bandwidth of the internet by 30-fold, which is something the city's going to need for the upcoming expo, because there's going to be just so many people there and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And Yuchiro's like, wow, you actually heard about that? Wow, that's crazy. Well, I only brought half of it with me because I just need it for the network part. But yeah, I totally have it. That's crazy that you know about this thing that I was hired to do. Wait, he brought half of it? Yeah. He brought... Was it a program, a device? It's a program. He brought half a program. Well, the other half of the program is connected to something else that will come up later. It's not a medallion. <laughs> no, it's not. 
It's like which which half? The half to make the internet go fast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's never explained. Okay. So back with the uh, land and Mick. Uh, after some nonsense involving a penguin that follows Mick to school, and a met virus with a plunger stuck to his head, and an abusive animal trainer, we find out that something called the organization is gathering Navi energy for reasons. Did they just run out of names? Yeah, kind of. Well, it's meant to be. Um, it's meant to be shady. There's, it's going to have an actual name later. Okay. So we also run into the shy girl at class who introduces herself as Iris. Oh, no. Yeah, that was my reaction, too. <laughs> oh, no. So Iris is a demure, shy girl with, like, platinum blonde hair, uh, with a, like, wearing kind of like a muted pink color scheme. Basically constantly has her eyes, like, like half closed, like she's just constantly tired. Uh, her yeah, you know what? Fair. Yeah, right? <laughs> would be, too. <laughs> Iris' big thing throughout the game is that she's going to be very quiet and mysterious, and she's uh -huh. a real fan of random ellipses for dialogue, and will often show up just ellipses at whatever event is happening. I see. Such as the next event, when a young girl with pigtails and a heart on her cheek shows up and tells everyone there's a big event that's going to be happening on the internet, you should tell your friends! Now, Iris immediately has a premonition that something is going to go wrong. Um, and actually, I should even explain what Iris' namesake is. Iris is based upon the same character from Mega Man X4, who is Colonel's sister. In that game, she is technically one half of Colonel. Like, Colonel was supposed to be one complete program, the <clears> ultimate <throat> soldier, or not program, uh, so like a uh, robot. Like, basically, he's supposed to be a super fighting robot that had, like, kindness in his heart, so he could, like, basically make rational decisions. He was supposed to be a copy of Mega Man X himself. But that wasn't working out. Uh, Dr. King couldn't figure it out, so he split himself into two programs. Uh, God, I keep saying programs because of this game. Uh, two right. robots. Colonel, who's just all about honor and fighting, and Iris, who's all about being sad and having feelings. It's both going to end with them trying to end humanity, but, you know, right, yeah. Dr. King. You know, yep. So, yeah, this whole event's going to happen. Iris is like, hey, Land, you shouldn't go and do this event. It's going to be bad. And Land's like, but it sounds fun. <laughs> I'm going to go do it. It it very much feels like the tone of like later X's or Zero trying to encroach on encroach on Battle Network mm -hmm. and Battle Network being like, nah, I'm an adventure. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm still an eleven year old kid. I'm still gonna have fun, man. I don't care if all this dark stuff is happening. <laughs> so she's gonna be completely correct about this, by the way, because it turns mm. out a navy named Circusman.exe uses the event to suck, suck up all the fun energy and uses it to revive the side beasts. Which circus what? Yeah. Apparently, if you get a bunch of Navi energy and you put it into the statues, it revives the side beasts. Okay, first of all, no one did that before. And nope. second of all, th the fun energy? Yeah, because they're like having fun, and apparently that just allows uh, Circus Man to take the energy from them. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Like he does like a juggling action. Like, wow, that looks fun. Why do I feel weak? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's really dumb. It's really dumb. So these two side beasts, uh, side beast Gregor and side beast Falzer. Gregor is a dog. Uh, Falzer is a phoenix. Just to let you all okay. know. So one of them is immediately captured. Let's say I don't know Gregor. Uh, depends on the version you have. Right. And so Mega Man and Land show up and are like, all right, we're going to fight this thing. 
oh man, we got immediately bodied. We gotta run. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. So the next day, Lan just asks his dad at breakfast, hey, I want to know how to delete a Psy Beast. <laughs> but Yuchiro's just like, a Psy Beast? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 you stay away from that. <laughs> Whereas Lan goes, you know, okay. <laughs> they really should start a Pokemon with the game's legendary beast just showing up and one-shotting you. Yeah, right? Just to be like, okay, here's, here's the power ceiling. <laughs> well, Go that- lie down. <laughs> Didn't that sort of happen in the most recent one, except they became, like, a bicycle for you or whatever? Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah, I guess it was less bodying you as much as they show up to just be your friend and also mode of transportation. Right, and also be kind of, like, useless against a pack of level 4 wolf Pokemon. Hey, you know. Because it was hungry or something. There's, like, four of them. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm like, you're made of metal and wheels. <laughs> you know, it's very thin metal. Yeah, evidently. <laughs> evidently. So yeah, Lan's like, all right, I won't mess with the Saibis, wink, wink. And so like, his dad's like, all right, I'm going to go make a call. And like, Lan like, listens in on it, which is mostly consists of Yuchiro being like, oh my god, Saibis are back. <laughs> <laughs> And so he learned, like, a whole bunch of things about them, such as uh, that the only way to seal them up is with a program that has an extremely large amount of memory on it, such as, say, the program that Yuchiro gave to Mayor Kane, or apparently stored on a navy that requires a ton of data, such as, I don't know, MegaMan.exe. Uh-huh. So that's why it's um, that program is splendid, too, because technically that program was used to make, alongside a navy program, to make a... Uh, to make Mega Man, because putting a I human see. soul in uh-huh. DNA into it requires a lot of data. So that's okay. why I only brought half of it, because it's like, I don't need the boy making part one. Right. So the next day, Lan and Mega Man find the side beast. And Mega Man's like, we can't beat him. That's all right, though. I have a plan. I'm going to put the internet god in me. <laughs> <laughs> and so Yuchiro calls and is like, whoa, 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 please don't do that, my son. And Mega Man goes, it's cool. I've died like three times already. So what's a fourth and absorbs the Psy Beast? This knocks out Mega Man as the Psy Beast attempts to fight and destroy Mega Man within. Now, all seems lost until Land gets an email from Iris, who says somewhere on the internet is a thing called healing water. And that can fix up any Navi's issues. Lickety split. So to get the water, apply it to Mega Man, and he wakes up in a fused form with the Psy Beast that he can't control. Until Yuchiro figures out a function that allows Mega Man to do so. Which then leads to the big gimmick of the game where you can just basically pop this power to become basically a god. Okay. Um, but sometimes will be uncontrollable as a result. So a bunch of other stuff happens at this point uh, that if we were to cover it, would literally extend this by like another like hour or so. Because <laughs> there's a lot of padding in this. But we learn the world has robot judges, which are completely impartial. What? What does that mean? Yeah, they're just like, they're just robot judges that are in the form of a tree. And they're just like, yeah, man, I could look at this evidence and I'll have no feelings about this. I can make people guilty or innocent based upon my whims that are impartial. How have we never heard about this? That's a great question. (laughs) There's a lot of things in this game that about like how this world even works that they just introduce like now Mm -hmm. at this very point. Like, I think we've learned that flying cars are a thing in this now. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, right? So we learned that this judge, the judge tree, you know, is about to sentence a new criminal 
to a terrible penalty. That criminal is Lan's dad, who's been arrested for hacking the judge tree. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's sentenced to 100 hours of electrical shocks, which, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Hmm. That doesn't seem right. And it's up to Lan and Mega Man to prove his innocence. So it turns out the prosecutor in charge of the entire investigation was the actual culprit, a framed Lan's dad. And so after he's stopped, the judge tree sentenced every... Well, he causes the judge tree to sentence everyone in Cyber City to electric shocks. And so Lan has to stop him before all the robot police arrest everyone. Uh-huh. So yeah, it turns out the prosecutor was sad that every time he put a criminal away, another would show up. And so he joined the organization to rid the world of crime by putting innocent people in jail, I guess. I don't know. Sure. It's, okay. it's real dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So his nappy's judge man... Um, and we find out that, like, when Mega Man goes to stop him, uh, he was getting help from another Navi to do evil things. And it turns out that Navi is Colonel! He's back! Turns out he's fighting for his own reasons, and he's now Mega Man's enemy. Uh-huh. And he's like, don't stand in my way or I'll delete you. And he's, they're about to get in a big old fight when a shrouded figure with a laser sword in a cloak managed to damage Colonel enough to cause him to retreat, and Judge Man is defeated shortly afterwards. And we're meant to be like, who is this mysterious who? red Who Navi? could it possibly be? With the- Let's ask Iris who it could possibly be. Who could it possibly be? Iris, why don't you tell me? <laughs> also, at the same time, there's like this like 11-year-old who's also in a hoodie, just like, Lan, you need to stop being soft. You suck completely. <laughs> I'm going to watch you from afar. And Lan's like, who are you? And he's like, I can't tell you. And it's like, man, we know who you are. We, we know it's you, child. Just what do you stop? The other one's Proto Man. What are we? What are we even doing here? So later we cut to Barrel, Colonel's operator, who's apparently trying to revive World Three. He's like, I have to do this, and I have my reasons for doing this because I owe somebody a favor. Yeah, on the internet, Mega Man has to save Mix Navi again, and he's almost defeated when he's forced to use the Side Beast, which makes him go crazy until the hoodie Navi shows up with the laser sword and saves him again. So it's like, oh no, it's getting worse. He's becoming more uncontrollable. Speaking of things that are uncontrollable, Cyber City's weather control system goes crazy and it starts snowing everywhere, which makes this the third time that a weather control yeah, system has gone crazy. I've, yeah, and this is probably, like, the least bad result of that happening. Mm-hmm. Like, at least it's not earthquakes. Yeah, right? It's just a light <laughs> snow, which is like, eh, that's cool. Like, Doc, like Mary Kane's like, oh no, my convention. And it's like, eh, it's gonna be fine, dude. Yeah. So they have to go to the machine that controls all this. Mr. Weather, which is literally just like a giant sun, like with hands. Really stupid looking. I love it. <laughs> Arriving there, it turns out there's a copy bot. He's like, wow, there's a copy bot. That's cool. And then immediately transforms into Colonel. And it's like, hey, Lan, how's it going? And Lan's like, oh, you have a you have a very real sword. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and Colonel's mm. like, yep, gonna kill you now. But then Iris shows him, stands between him, and Colonel's just like, go silent, and is like, actually, I'm going to spare your life now. Bye. We're going to steal this thing called the Force Program. That's the reason why I was here. And so Lan's like, Iris, who are you? And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Walks out. <laughs> Ellipses. Great. Very so, helpful. Very, very helpful. So back at World 3's headquarters, they all decide it's time to get the Psy Beast out of Mega Man, because they need both of them for their dastardly plan. And who better to help them than their final member of their team? Lan's teacher, Mr. Mock, who doesn't seem pleased to be part of their squad, but hey, he is. 
So Mr. Mock apparently is like a karate master, by the way, which is going to become very relevant very soon mm-hmm. um, when he beats up children. Okay, sure. So, like, he's, Beryl's like, man, you're the only competent person on this team. Everyone else here absolutely sucks. All these people <laughs> are just terrible failures, can't stop Mega Man. I don't even know why I'm working with you. I used to have a really cool team. That was really cool. Unlike you idiots. Anyways, I'm going to go walk into this other room and talk to our benefactor. Y- y'all don't backstab me. So he leaves the room and he immediately go like, man, we should backstab him at the right opportunity. <laughs> so in the other room, Beryl meets up with Dr. Wiley, who turns yeah. out is actually not behind everything, but rather a mysterious benefactor is. Wiley warns that Beryl, Wiley warns Beryl that this benefactor is going to betray them eventually, but not if they betray him first. Anyways, Wiley's big thing is that he wants to, and he wants to end the world like he always okay. does. Yeah, sure. So I guess he, that sort of quasi, maybe I've kind of reformed last game. Nah. Nah. So World 3 ends up kidnapping all of Land's friends' navvies from ACDC town. So, you know, mail, decks, and all that. They have Roll mm-hmm. Gutsman and stuff stolen from them. And Land's like, oh, we gotta go rescue them. Which, you know, they end up having a big old reunion. It's really nice. Unfortunately, though, Mr. Mock uses this opportunity to basically steal Mega Man from him. And so it's like, well, take that. That was pretty easy. It just had to steal this pet from this 11-year-old. Not yeah. Bad. Yeah, that, that kind of is all you had to do. It kind of is. So yeah, back there, he hands it over and he's like, okay, I've done my end of the bargain. I'm done. I'm out. And Beryl's like, yeah, nah, cool. See you later, man. And so as he's leaving, like, all the other underlings are like, hey, Mr. Mock, you're the only competent person around here. What if you helped us backstab everybody? And he's like, I hate you people. I'm out. See you later. <laughs> Next time I see you, you're my enemy. Oh, yeah. And uh, by the way, like, Sidebeast Mega Man immediately escapes. Like, he powers up and gets out. And he's now able oh. to manifest physically in the real world. Oh, copy okay. copybots everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. And since um, Sidebeast Mega Man, or at least if you're, like, the Phoenix one, uh, has wings. He's able to just fly around, just like swoop out people and punch them and stuff. It's great. <laughs> so yeah, Land like confronts him and is like, "Hey, um, Mega Man, could you not assault people?" And Mega Man is just like, "I'm not listening to you." Iris then shows up and is able to freeze him in place. Which Land once again asks, "Who, who the hell are you?" And Iris goes, "Shut up. Talk to him. Try to get through." And so Land tries, but it doesn't really work. And she's only able to control um, Mega Man for a short while before he just ends up escaping. Like, he gets out of the copy bot, goes back into the internet. So, like, Land's like, man, this just is crazy. And Mayor Kane shows up and goes like, yeah, that is crazy. Mega Man's a monster. We need to hunt him down. And Land's like, ah, please don't. <laughs> so, back at school, Land meets up with Mr. Mock, who's like, dude, I feel absolutely terrible about this. When is the part where Land goes to talk to his dad? Great. About how there's a Psybeast in his brother's soul that's running around the city attacking people, and there's this weird girl who seems to be able to control it. Uh, to answer your question, uh, never. Okay. I feel like that would be the most relevant person to talk to. You would think so, but apparently not. Like, they, okay. they talk about the Psybeast being in Mega Man, like, at the very beginning when that happens. And right. after that, Yuchiro's like, alright, put the program in him. Up to you to do whatever, I guess. Later, I gotta go work on this expo. (laughs) I'm gonna have a shockingly little concern of this internet god being in my digital son. Okay, I guess, yeah, go talk to the teacher who stole your friend's stuff. 
Yeah, right? Well, he confesses his crimes, speaking of. And he apologizes to Lion's like, listen, man, I, I feel terrible about this. I I could have said no, but I did do this. And it's because I I owed somebody something and I had to follow through on it. But now I feel absolutely terrible. I'm going to do whatever I can to help you out. So Lang goes to meet with Mayor Kane about this. And he's like, hey, Mayor Kane, hey, why is there a World 3 member in here? And Mayor Kane's like, oh, hi. Yeah, I'm evil. And the brain's behind everything. I'm just going to just tell you that now. I want the Psybeast power. Also, I'm going to explain where they came from. And my entire motivation, okay. just right here, right now. Sure. So it turns out, Alex, the Psybeasts mm -hmm. were created in the days of the early internet. Now, okay. how this happened is stupid. The early internet, Alex, was super buggy, mm -hmm. right? You know, a lot mm -hmm. of errors, you know, it was really hard to debug. QA was terrible. And because of that, all these bugs just kind of eventually ended up sticking together, like, I guess, platelets or something. And they ended up sticking together in a way that formed the dog. That dog was a that big computer bug dog was named Gregor. He was the first Psybeast. Okay. So a scientist known as the Savior created a pro what? <laughs> yes. Alright. <laughs> he created a program to stop Gregor. However, it turned out to be just as destructive as Gregor. <laughs> this was a Psybeast Falzer. It was because of this, the savior became known as the devil. Anyways, they both kept fighting until they got tuckered out and fell asleep. And humanity took this opportunity to seal them inside cyber statues. By the way, it turns out this scientist was Mayor Kane's grandfather, a man named Dr. Kane. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Mayor Kane's, by the way, looks like he's like 40 or 50. He basically looks like Rugal from um, King of Fighters, except with gray hair. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it really raises the question of like, how old is the internet then <laughs> that your grandfather made? I guess he could have made it when he was older. Hmm. So anyways. Anyways. That's what happened. And he's like, yep, that's my evil plan. And Lance's like, that's great. Um, What are we going to do anything here? Mary Kane's like, I'm not sure, actually. Because <laughs> immediately right after this, a boy in a hoodie shows up. And yeah, his child. He's like, hey, how's okay. it going? I'm here to arrest you. Here's a bunch of um, police that are just with me. And Mayor Kane's like, oh, darn, I shouldn't have revealed my plan out loud. This 11 year old. Yeah. Also, OK, wait, does he have either Psybeast at this point? Yeah, he has um, Psybeast Gregor. They connect. OK. Yeah, because when he got the program from Yuchiro, he gave that to Circus Man who captured the Psybeast. Right. OK. Yeah. So he's like, well, I guess I'll just go quietly with you. Eh, that sucks. So Lan and so Child's like, yeah, how's it going, Lan? And Lan's like, why couldn't she just tell me earlier? He's like, well, because you would blow my cover because you're an idiot. And Lan's like, fair. <laughs> Anyways, can you help me get Mega Man back? And Child's like, yeah, sure. So they go and find Mega Man, defeat him and make him less cyber beasty. And he also beat the hell out of Circus Man while they're in the neighborhood. Colonel also then shows up and gets to a big old fight uh, with everyone. When Mega Man then just like wakes up and is like, oh, hey, wait, Colonel, you used to be a good guy. And Colonel's like, I am still a good guy. It's just sometimes when you're good, you have to do pragmatic things. And sometimes those pragmatic things make you evil. And then Mega Man goes, but you did pragmatic things before that weren't evil. Maybe you should also just, you know, what about that? He's like, well, I'm just following orders. And Mega Man's like, what if you didn't and had free will? The Colonel's like, huh. Huh. That's a, uh, gonna think on that one for a bit. But good point, <laughs> Mega Man. 
Beryl then pipes in to say, it doesn't matter. You're on our way and we'll stop you no matter what because I also know how to follow orders. And so, yeah, big old fight happens and Beryl reveals he's doing this because he has a favor to return and then disappears. So all the uh, World 3 members rebel, by the way. They show up in Land School and immediately try to kidnap Lan, only for Iris to show up. Like, they like, have like a bunch of robots that are about to like capture Mega Man, but Iris is like, robots just step aside. And they do. And then she's like, how about I go along with you, along with Land, to make sure he sa stays safe? And they're like, what? Uh, sure, I guess. Yeah, sure, we'll kidnap two people. I, we don't care. So, uh, Did they not watch this little girl just command robots to step aside and be like, hey, what's up with that? They have zero questions for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can just come with us of your own free will. That's That couldn't possibly turn against us. Not at all. No. We literally have no way to keep you under control. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. But, you know, I'm sure you'll be compliant, which, to be fair, for some reason, she is. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so we then smash cut to basically World 3's uh, headquarters, and we just see that Beryl's on the ground, and we learn that these three World 3 members, which consist of a young girl with a heart on her cheek, a pirate sailor, and some other dude who doesn't matter, Literally sure. just rush into the room and just beat the shit out of him. Okay. He just beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that works. That does work. And so they're like, yeah, we did this. I guess we could now, like, kill him. But then Mr. Mock shows up and just knocks them all out. And so Mr. Mock's like, hey, listen, I'll take care of Beryl. And Lan's like, why are you doing all this, by the way? And Mr. Mock's like, listen, my little girl, my daughter, she was going to mm -hmm. die, but then Dr. Wiley paid for the operation. And... He didn't ask for my help, but I said, hey, listen, if you need help with something, like, later in his life, he's like, if you need help with something, I'll help you out. He's like, and Dr. Wiley was like, yeah, can you do this cybercrime for me? And he was like, yeah, I guess so, because he saved my daughter's life, so sure. Like, they set this up with, like, Dr. Wiley didn't really coerce him to do this. Uh-huh. And he, like, he actually saved his daughter's life out of his, like, own good conscience and whatnot. Right. And then just, like, one day, like, when, uh... Mr. Mock showed up. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess I could use a guy who's good at karate. Why not? <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of little backstory there, I guess. It's it's really weird. It feels like they're trying to maybe set something up with Wiley. Mm -hmm. But then Wiley's thing just defaults back to, I'm going to blow up the world. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, throughout the series, they sprinkle in, well, I guess starting with, like, I think... Kind of like Mega Man Battle Network 3, but mostly 5, of like, well, there's mm -hmm. actually some aspects about him were good, like right. him regretting not raising his son better, for instance. Right. Um, arguably erasing the last 10 years of his life. That that one's debatable, but... It's, it was a choice. It was definitely a choice. So yeah, and they're going to continue trying to set this up through the rest of this game. So... The next, so he, he grabs Barrel, he more or less walks out of the game at this point. Like, he'll show up one more time after this, but... It's not that mm -hmm. big of a deal. So now it's the day of the Grand Expo. Lan and all of his friends, including the ACDC crew, Child and Iris and, and Mick and all that, they go to the Central Pavilion to check out all the sites and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Isn't this where the imminent terrorist attack is going to happen? Oh, even better, Alex. It turns out uh -huh. the Central Pavilion is the World 3's base. Oh. It's just their base, man. W what? Yeah. Yeah, they walk in there, they get surrounded by a bunch of copy bots, and then Dr. Wiley walks out and is like, Hey, Lance, been a long time! How you doing? How you doing? Thanks for coming here. I need both 
you, Mega Man, and Iris. So here's a bunch of cop bots, and they're gonna just grab them because I need the side beast and Iris for reasons. Thanks for showing up. I'm sure uh, you're not gonna somehow stop me. So Wily retreats behind a door that only Wily and Beryl can open. Which, luckily for Lan, Beryl just shows up, opens it up, and goes, Get out of the way. Wily is mine. I'm going to make decisions for myself from now on. So I guess he walks in to presumably beat an old man to death. Sure. Um, upon walking in the room with Lan, though, he nearly collapses from his injuries that he sustained when he got beaten up by those three idiots. Like, he literally, like, points at Wily. He's like, I'm going to stop you. Then Cosplood passes out. Ah, unfortunate. Very unfortunate. So, inside the room, it turns out there's two giant copy bots. Ah, uh, I wonder what those will do. I wonder what those will do, yes. So, Wiley's like, hey, you want some backstory? And Lance's like, not really at this point. Anyways, I wouldn't tell you. So, <laughs> let me tell you, 20 years ago, I was kicked out of the scientific community. But there was one person who still believed in me. Beryl's father. An unnamed military commander from Netopia. He was really interested in my robotics. Specifically, making those robots into weapons. And so mm -hmm. we ended up being really good friends. I would make him robots that killed people. He let me live in his home. It was great. So one day, a war happened. Probably Vietnam. And he had to go off to war. And then he died. So I was like, well, somebody's got to raise barrels. So you know what? I'll do it. But also, I had by this point kind of forgotten that I wanted to destroy the world and get revenge on your father. Or I guess your grandfather. But mm -hmm. Beryl's dad's death reunited my desire to destroy the world. So then he commenced with a plan. A very dumb plan. Mm -hmm. He basically got all the soldier data in the world and used that to turn Beryl into the ultimate soldier. Beryl, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he basically solid snaked him. Why does every Japanese game series eventually turn into Metal Gear? Right? All roads lead to Metal Gear, no matter how windy the road. You can't just keep doing it. It's not. This isn't how soldiers happen. It isn't how soldiers happen, but... And to be fair, Beryl never actually shows off his military skills. Mm -hmm. Like, he barely commands Lan and Mega Man in Battle Network 5. And he certainly doesn't do a whole lot in this game, other than be angry. Right. Now... And he, he just did nothing for four games? Yeah, basically. Like, this this was Wily's master plan, but he was also like, uh, but what else, What about also this? To be fair, this is like his fifth master plan after all okay. his other master plans completely fell on their face. And then he went, what about the child soldier who's now an adult? Right. So he did that, and then to help out Beryl, he created the NetNavi Colonel. So he made a mistake, though, when he created Colonel. He programmed it with kindness. Wily did. Yes. Wiley decided why? to... Okay, go ahead. Why Why did he do that? Well, because he still was having feelings of being good, and he was like, well, kindness will round out a robot. But then he went, well, this program is supposed to be, you know, like, for war, so what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to take that back, I'm going to strip the kindness out of it, and just leave Colonel as is, and then I'm going to create a new Navi. A Navi that is going to be filled with kindness... So can control all the military weapons in the world. What? Yes. Yes. He's really got to pick a side of the road in this one. No, no, it makes sense. You, you wouldn't want a military program that's basically the kindness robot to control all the weapons. 
No, because he's he's gonna use that program to destroy humanity. Well, I mean, he is, but like, you think he would just make a program that just would be like, yeah, cool, I, I run the weapons, and not robots like, maybe I like flowers, and also shooting people. But yeah, he, he decided to do that, and that Navi was Iris. So yeah, they literally just took the... Yeah, they, they just... They just... Yeah, this is the most that beat again. The the most direct thing. They didn't even try to change it at all. It's amazing. Yeah. So the the only problem is they made it worse by making Wiley the one doing it. Yeah, right. It should have been purely Kane. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like it comes off. The only reasonable explanation that comes off of this is that Wiley is sabotaging himself. Yeah, intentionally, because a part of him doesn't want to do this. And there are bits and pieces of that that are seeded throughout this game. So I Mm -hmm. think that is what they're intending with this. Right. Like, initially building Colonel with kindness and whatnot and all that stuff. Right. But then it makes it really weird for him to be standing there, confidently monologuing about how he set this up to fail Mm. because of his inner conflict that he refuses to acknowledge. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Wiley, if he just had a little bit of therapy, everything would be fine. Like, he's just standing there grinning and saying, Haha, you fools, I built this with kindness so it would fail. <laughs> and Lad's like, great? Yeah, it helps me out, I guess. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, I guess you you do you, Wiley, man. You just, you do you. So, he immediately commands Iris to put the, the side beast into one of the copy bots and then, you know, use that copy bot to kill Lan. And Iris goes, uh, no, he's my friend. Yeah. And Wiley's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, he was nice to me throughout this entire game. He's, he's my friend now. And Wiley's like, uh, oh, oh. And in- what do you mean? Oh, you just got finished explaining you programmed her with kindness. Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Does he know what that is? It's questionable. <laughs> Remember, he thought it was a kindness to erase, like, ten years' worth of memories from his son, so... True, yeah. <laughs> it's questionable at this point. Did he assume that kindness is, like, pragmatic? Maybe. But then, Colonel ends up being the pragmatic one. Yeah, it... None of it uh, is. Yeah. So, Wiley's like, well... This is going badly. And then Iris is like, my entire life, I've been controlling military weapons in foreign countries, and I've been responsible for a lot of death. So one day, I just wanted to get into a copy bot and just be a normal girl... I guess four to five minutes at a time, mm. which then I end up meeting Lan, and I realized people could be kind of nice instead of jerks who want to die. And so I am now going to betray you. And so now the side beasts are like now in both of the copy bots. The other one got out of Mega Man is now in the other copy bot, and they're like about to rampage over the world. And so Colonel and Iris are like, we'll take on one. Mega Man and Proto Man, you take on the other. And so get into a big old giant fight and like Iris and uh, Colonel defeat theirs easily. But then it turns out the other one is far, far stronger. Ah, uh. whoops. So it's about to go really, really poorly for Mega Man when Iris and Colonel decide, you know what? What if we merge together and make ourselves super powerful, make us a whole program again and we'll be able to defeat him. And then Wiley goes, oh, no, no, I put a, sa- a fail safe in you that if you do that, you'll just overload and die. So if you want to die, go ahead and do that. And they go, yeah, sure. We'll do that then. And Wiley's like, wait, what? So, uh, so they combine together, become golden, defeat uh, the side beast in one strike, and then explode. Dying in the process. And actually dying this time. They are not coming back. So back in the real world, 
pavilion starts to explode. And Wiley's just resigned to his fate. He's like, well, I guess I have nothing to live for. I'm just going to just stay here and die. And Lance's like, no, come with me. Let's get out of here. And Wiley's like, why? Why would I do that? <laughs> and Lance's like, well, you need to make up for all the crimes you did. You know, you have kindness in you, and you can use that kindness to alleviate the suffering of all those you hurt and make the world even better. You know, you have it in you, Wiley. And Wiley's like, I'm not going to do that. I feel very sad about this. It's an emotion I haven't felt in a long time. But I'm going to just stay here. You should leave, Lan. So Lan goes, I got to get out of here before I die. And the mm. pavilion explodes. We then cut to a, uh, an explanation and a black screen of what happened. We find out that part, most of the town got wrecked. Part of the school got caved in. Mass destruction all around. And Wiley's body was found in a wreckage shortly after this. Completely fine. He's, he's absolutely fine. Okay, sure. Why not? How he survived a giant explosion that leveled the school and most of the town? This is the reason why Regal survived falling off a building. The man is made of steel and he passed it down genetically. <laughs> okay, so my problem with this isn't how did he survive? It's if he was going to survive anyway, why didn't he just leave? Right? Well, like, this actually is an anti-emotional beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of is, but they just decided, well, what if we just did that? Yeah, what if he just lived anyway and did not grow, but lived? Yeah. We have the opportunity for him to live, to survive as a consequence of a character decision, mm -hmm. but instead we'll make it into a random occurrence. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he'll just, um, he'll have a brush with death and then later we'll just, uh, become reformed off screen. What if we did that? What what if what if we did that? Yeah, that'd be a bad idea, but whatever. So a few months later, it turns out Lan is back at ACDC school alongside the other members of the Cyber Academy since their school got blown up, and they're now graduating from elementary school together. Uh, this is kind of a callback to the start of the game where like uh, Lan's homework teacher is like really sad. It's going to be your first graduating class, and Lan's not going to be there. She wanted them all mm. to graduate together. So now right. they are. So yay! Yay. So Lan and all his friends get together and celebrate and make plans for the future. Like Dex is like, I'm going to become mayor of town of the town and whatnot. Guy's like, I'm going to run a major corporation. Chow's going to go to college. And Lan's like, I want to grow up to become a scientist like my dad. So uh, we cut to 20 years later. We find out that Dr. Wiley is now a researcher and has developed a new kernel in Iris. One dedicated to instantly deleting viruses and the other repairing the internet. And he's now a good guy. We also find out that one scientist is making leaps and strides and designing a new generation of the internet. Uh, we then cut to Land's old house in ACDC town as a kid oversleeps, and this kid's name is Patch, and it's revealed to be the son of Land and Mail. And Mail makes fun of Land, saying that, man, that kid takes up after you. And the scientist who's just carving a new way forward is Land himself. And that's Mega Man Battle Network 6. That's the end of the series. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a quick and dirty wrap up. Battle Network right. Three kind of did it better, I have to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But hey, you know, credit to credit to Capcom for actually ending a series, like not just being like, "Well, we're just at the eighth game of this, and we uh, right. didn't sell well, so we're not going to make another one," which is usually their mo. Yep. Who knows how this wraps up? Maybe it's all connected. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe we'll make a sequel series that takes place 200 years in the future. It involves aliens. <laughs>
Maybe we'll do that. In fact, that is definitely going to be their plan, because the only reason they, once again, are going to stop this is because 2005 is the year the Nintendo DS comes out, and they decided that a game that looks as old as uh, Mega Man Battle Network does wouldn't translate well to the new to new handhelds, and they should do something in 3D. And thus, that's how we'll get Mega Man Star Force, which is basically what if Mega Man Battle Network put on the DS. Right. <laughs> Except much, much worse. Much worse. Yeah, so overall, the stories of the last two games, not not exactly fans of them. Yeah, they're not. They're extremely clumsy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they feel very much like story and service of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Very much like we designed the game and now we need some connective plot to lead people from one point to another. Yeah. Um, and they feel very, I guess I would say pedantic, very kids game style, very Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they suffer the problem that the whole series has, which is the world has no inter- consistent internal logic. Yeah. It's just whatever needs to happen is allowed to happen for reasons. Yeah, there are so many, like, secret programs or load-bearing parts of the internet or possible things that could destroy the world if it just got out of hand that, like, right. by the sixth game, it starts to get a little tiring. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of sad by the end of it. It's like, they're like, well, what if there's just legendary beasts like in Pokemon? Mm-hmm. Like, at least the Soul Net was fun. Yeah. I do, like, I, in general, I kind of feel like I liked five story more than six. Mm-hmm. And the but the other thing about it, I, I I think Dr. Regal is an interesting character mm. because it creates this contrast with the original Mega Man, which ultimately led to this apocalypse and doom and everything was horrible. Mm. And the the difference between that and this is that both Dr. Light and Dr. Wily had children. Mm. and Dr. Light's children had children. And there, there's this idea that if you have a next generation to pass things on to, even if you make... Because, like, to, uh, Hikari made basically the same level of mistakes that Dr. Light made, mm. but his descendants were able to set things right. Whereas Mega Man, Dr. Light's only child, was not ever up to that task. Yeah. Yeah, he he's just a robot boy. He can't do anything about this. Yeah. He he was never equipped for the sins of humanity. Hmm. And so it's whether they really intended to go that deep on the philosophy of Mega Man Battle Network, the Saturday morning anime, I don't know, but I think it is kind of interesting to think about that theme hmm. in it. Yeah, like, if nothing else, like, it's, th- the world still ends up in a much better place, because, yeah, like you said, like, the ki- the kids end up being all right in the end. Right. Like, they, they still find a way to set things right. Uh, and even, like, eventually, like, bury old grudges. Right. Which, yeah, something that just never happens in the original series. Like, you don't have a, you don't have, like, a thing where, like, Dr. Wily makes essentially a zero equivalent that it's going to eventually corrupt the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's actually a very interesting thing. I didn't really think about that, like, the fact that they have children and, yeah, the children can set things right. Yeah, that's an interesting little little diversion. Right, and even, like, in Dr. Wily's case with Regal, he sort of, even Dr. Wily recognizes that potential. Mm-hmm. 
that if for all of his evil and all of his hatred and all of his dedication to his obsession, having that progeny pushes him to make a different decision in the end. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of funny that the series that had maybe the most successful cartoon in itself was essentially a Saturday morning anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the one that has a cartoon character for version of Dr. Wily. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um, I, I think overall, like, the overall arc Wily goes through in this is interesting. I wish it was not wrapped up in essentially a text box at the very end of yeah. six. And like everything else, like, it's it's clumsy. Yeah, very. Very clumsy. The, the whole series' story is clumsy. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I can see the appeal of it, especially from a kid's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. Like, yeah, yeah. Once again, like I think what I, what I said, like the first or second episode, like definitely we're gonna bag on this story for being clumsy or kind of like you know having plot holes and whatnot. But there is obviously a recognition of like, well, you know, this is this is made for ten year olds, right? That, that's okay, to, at least to an extent. But yeah, it. Once again, I'm just happy that they end up like eventually wrapping this up, giving some sort of mm-hmm. resolution to the characters. Like, there's no mystery about what eventually is going to happen to Mega Man or or what have you, right? And you know, there's just something kind of nice all that. And well, it's a better wrap up than what eventually like Zero and Mega Man X are going to get. So, mm-hmm. which is just depressing as all hell. Yep. Uh, something went wrong, and then humanity died. Yeah, one of them got turned into a cyber elf. It's just the weird little floating fairy program. The other burned up in the atmosphere. It's fine. Left a young girl crying. Uplifting. Mega Man 04. Hell of a game. Mega Man. But yeah. Yeah. And overall, still say it's not the worst, not the worst plot line we've we've had on there. No. 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 But yeah. Speaking of that, Alex, do you have any final thoughts? No. Just... Don't let your kids browse the internet unsupervised. Yeah, this is just generally a good rule of thumb for real life and apparently this universe. Yeah. Yeah, their best friend might get deleted or your computer might end up with a bunch of viruses and, you know, spyware and stuff. Yeah. I know I did or, that to my parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, good advice, Alex. Good advice, Alex. And if y'all also want some good advice, you should listen to more of this podcast and... You know, follow us on your podcast service of choice. Uh, search FTP or Falling Through Plot Holes on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find us. We're pretty much everywhere. Uh, and of course, you know, leave us a review. We definitely do appreciate getting the feedback. Well, Alex, thank you for going on this uh, journey through Mega Man Battle Network with me. Of course. And take care, everybody. Take care.